0: this is Life in Progress, a therapy podcast with your host, Navart Wilborn. I'm a licensed professional counselor, and we're going to be having some honest conversations about life's struggles, both the day-to-day struggles and more serious hardships. Please remember that this podcast and all affiliated programs are not a substitute for therapy. So if you're struggling, please reach out to a therapist in your area and get the support you need. Thanks for joining me. everyone. Thanks for joining me today. Um, So today I'm going to talk with you about um, a couple of things relating to just kind of our social media consumption, our uh, tendency to compare ourselves to other people, just kind of generally this day and age, how the things that we consume through media, how it affects our lives. And I've had kind of a sort of conversation with you about this, I think sometime last year, I don't really remember when, but did um, an episode about um, just kind of what it's like to really look at what other people are doing online and feel that sense of comparison, kind of holding ourselves up to that standard. But it's, you know, there are other things that I really want to talk about with you and just kind of Um, kind of focus more on the aspect of that healthy social media consumption or healthy media consumption in general. And the reason I thought to talk about this right now with you, um, actually a couple of reasons. So I am working on a version of this conversation with parents about children. I'm going to be doing a presentation at my son's school to the parents um, soon, really just Uh, as soon as I can put my presentation together, um, we'll be doing a virtual presentation. And so once I actually have that all together, I am going to make an episode out of it too, because I think that um, being able to talk about it relating to kids is super, super important, especially right now because of how much our kids are plugged into the internet, social media, and just kind of digital consumption in general. And the heavy effects that it has on their moods on their mental health on their development that is something i mean just ask any parent any mental health therapist or professional any doctor like it's just if you're not aware of how the internet and social media are affecting children i super i just encourage you to to look into this because it's a very big thing right now um and so I'm going to be bringing that to you once I'm ready with it. But in the meantime, it just got me thinking about the effects of it on adults and um, and just the the similarities of how it affects adults. I think the main difference is as adults, we're more developed. Our brains are fully developed and we are able to protect ourselves from certain influences. But there are a lot of people that honestly are just as affected by online behavior and consumption as kids are affected and so i just kind of wanted to to talk to you about this and see um if this is something that you can relate to and also not just understanding it, but seeing what you need to be doing differently. We all have different limits to what we need to do. You know, every person has certain things that they tend to get sucked into more and spend more time doing. And they have, you know, that individual has to kind of determine like where are the boundaries and how do we take care of ourselves? And that applies to social media and the internet. So kind of starting from the beginning, if you've ever looked at a social media platform, whether it's you know Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, any of them, Pinterest, Twitter, um, then you know how addictive it is. It's, it's created that way. I mean, the algorithms are created to really give you things that you are interested in based on your previous searches and your previous interactions with things online. If you like a certain video, if you you know press the like button or seem to always click on certain things, then it's going to give you more of that. So it is designed to pull you in and to continue to get you to buy into it and to spend more time on it. It's just the way that it's created if you don't believe me? Look it up. Um, but that's just so that is the foundation of it. Its its goal is to interest you, and I think it's you know there's so many aspects to it, to aspects of it that are great. Just really having this um, ability to to get into something that you're interested in, and also just to escape your day by getting online and looking at things um, that are maybe separate from your life, but everything in moderation, right? So if you spend too much time online, too much time on social media, or just even just researching stuff, there comes a point where you're spending too much time, where it can start to have negative effects on you. Um, And you alone know what those negative effects are, right? So I can look at your life and say, you know, it seems like it's really affecting you in this way or this way, but I could be totally wrong. You're the only one that knows how much time you've truly spent on Line. how much time you've wasted scrolling things that are pointless or, you know, looking at things that other people are doing and missing out on time in, in your in your life around you, missing out time with your family or your kids or working or doing some kind of responsibility or just taking care of yourself in a better way. And so my challenge to you as I kind of talk through this is be listening out for things that you know you are doing. And I'm not trying to make you feel bad by any means. But if you feel called out, it's because you are doing something that you need to be mindful of. So I'm my intention isn't to call you out, but I think by nature of these things, if we're listening to someone talk about something that we're doing and we feel called out, it's because we need to look at that and see if maybe we can be doing something different. So I am constantly calling myself out on social media. You know, I think that it's, um, at least for me, There is a a, just a kind of an autopilot that happens where I pick up the phone, I unlock it, and then I go ahead and I just click that Facebook icon. And that is my kind of go to social media platform. I spend most of my time on on Facebook. And, um, you know, in the past, I wasn't really aware of how much time I was spending on it. It was just kind of something I did mindlessly. And then I've had periods of life where I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I just spent 30 minutes. I've accomplished absolutely nothing. I didn't enjoy any of the things I was looking at. It wasn't beneficial. And I just feel like I wasted my time when I could have been doing something else or I needed to be doing something else. And in, in those past ex- you know times that that's happened, I mean, I've had periods where I've completely taken a break. I've deleted the app off my phone, didn't log in for weeks. Actually, there was one time, I think I did it for a few months, and it was oddly liberating. Like, it's so weird to say it, but it it was. It was just this freedom of not being drawn into this autopilot of something that was such a waste of my time. And I found other things to do. You know, instead I would just engage more with my family or you know I did try to kind of feel like if there was something I felt like I if I was bored in a place where I didn't have anything to do and it just was with my phone like at a doctor's office or something then I would try to maybe you know do more reading about something or listen to a podcast or a book and if I felt that itch to do some kind of social media I would go to maybe Pinterest because it didn't suck me in as much and it was more crafty and creative and it didn't there was just a different engagement for me with that. But even that, I know my limits because you can get sucked into anything. But then, you know, later I came back to Facebook and I was like, okay, well, I, you know, I just, I'm aware of myself. I know what I need to do and what I need to not do. So got back involved. And then over time I realized, you know what? I want to set another limit. And now I have a, I just went into the settings on my phone and found, you know, a spot that lets me set, um, limits on how, which certain apps, and I just set myself like a 20-minute timer limit on Facebook a day. And there are times where I'm, you know, it's the weekend I have more time, I might extend it a little bit, but for the most part, I stick to it, and just it popping up and giving me like, hey, I have five minutes left, it was just a reminder that I've wasted 15 minutes, you know, and it was just like, okay, I probably need to stop. And taking that, you know, sticking to that limit Was really helpful as just me calling myself out that you know I and sometimes I'll ask myself like was is there something I'm doing on here that is really important like am I um doing stuff more on Facebook related to my son's school or am I you know following some kind of um website that I found that's more about you know instructional something that I want to learn more about well I would just try to kind of back out of Facebook and go through the internet to that instead of through Facebook. Um, But just trying to be mindful of that like mindless scrolling and just looking at other people's lives and how unimportant it is. Um, And so that was a limit I set for myself. I'm not going to tell you to do that if that doesn't work for you. But again, it's that question of what does it give to you? Is it serving you or are you just looking for an escape? And if you are, great, great that's fine. Everyone is allowed to have an escape. Um, But is it the right escape for you? Because more often than not, what I hear from people is that there's some feeling of guilt associated with being really sucked into the internet and social media where nothing productive has been done. And not even just that it's not productive, it's that it's um, time spent looking at other people's lives and that Unintentional but automatic comparison that comes with that. Like, if I'm looking at trips that people are taking or the way they design their houses, and you know, some people can look at that and be like, Oh, that's really cool. I am, you know, fascinated by these things. I want to see more. And other people will look at that and feel this kind of pit in their stomach of, why isn't my life like that? Why doesn't my home look like that? Why don't we go on vacations like that? Why isn't my kid cute like that or smart like that or whatever? And that unintentional comparison becomes so um, just kind of takes up a lot of space in someone in some people's minds to the point where it leads to this dissatisfaction or unhappiness of some sort with their own life. And then that can just bleed into general mood changes and kind of a, a general feeling of unhappiness in life. And I, this might sound really drastic and dramatic to you, but I'm, I'm telling you this because this is something that I deal with as a therapist, with people, with clients. Um, it's very common and it's common across all platforms. Um, Just this sense of comparison, it just happens. Human nature, we look at other people and we see what they're doing or how they look or how they're living their life, and it's very natural to compare. The difference is when you have this device in your hand that is constantly feeding you content, then there's not as much of an escape. It's different from walking down the street, seeing people, and comparing yourself to them because this is nonstop if you choose to engage online, you are going to be given content. It's going to just pop up on your screen and you are just going to consume it and take it in and take it in until it starts to affect you. And there are some people that are more resilient to that and aren't as easily affected, but everyone has their vice. Everyone has something that they are impacted by. For some people, it can be in the form of um, addictions to shopping. Like, Anytime they see something, they start going down this rabbit hole of online shopping and needing to buy this and needing to buy this. Well, this product is advertised. I should get it. And there are people that kind of go down more of that route. Um, but it is, I mean, it can look so different for everyone. That's why I was saying at the beginning, keep kind of hearing, hear this through the, the kind of that filter of what is your Limit Like, what are the things that affect you on your online use or in your online interaction? And what do you need to be mindful of in your life to set some limits or just to be aware of what's affecting you? Um, And whatever that is, it's it's not even that, like... I'm not saying, well, cut it out completely and just live without it. No, I'm saying find a limit. Now, there are people who cut it out completely because they recognize that they don't do well with limits. It's all or nothing. And that's up to you. I mean, there are. it can go either way. Um, I do fairly well with limits for the most part, but there are things that I'm like, I just want to get rid of it completely because it doesn't serve me. Um, and you know sometimes limits can be kind of like a slippery slope into losing the limits it just depends on what it is we're talking about but kind of let's shift a little bit into that mood portion um there are a lot of people that when they engage like let's say you're you're online you're scrolling and you're just kind of mindlessly locked into this cycle um you might get called out. You know, someone in your family might be like, you know, if you're kids, like, pay attention to me, play with me, put your phone down. You know, the ideal reaction would be, oh, I'm so sorry. Let me put my phone down. Let me interact with you. But I think a lot of the times the reaction is frustration or snapping and like, you know, I I don't get to, to take a break all day long. I just wanted five minutes to look at this and you won't even let me have that or, it's just the embarrassment of being called out and then before you know it, you're just aggravated and annoyed and you're in a bad mood and honestly, that can apply to any distraction but because the phone is um, one that is so ag- attached to us, like we have our phones with us all the time, um, it's easier for someone to see our distraction. You know, if you're, ha- if you're looking in your phone and your kids notice that about you or your significant other or whatever, I mean, I've had clients try to look at their phone while they're talking to me like it's just and it happens you know sometimes you need to check something but especially teenagers you know they'll try to escape into their phone and and it is it's a distraction it's very difficult you know if, even if you say you're good at multitasking it is very difficult to multitask when you have a device in your hand and you're trying to engage in a relationship or like a conversation with someone in real life it's just very difficult and so if you are the kind of person that notices that you're autopilot in your phone takes you away from engaging with your family to the point where your family is pointing this out or your kids are feeling a little ignored, you need to figure out what you want to do with that. Is that a conversation you need to have with your kids where you say, hey, I'm going to take a few minutes to just kind of look at this and you can play by yourself and I'm going to do this for a few minutes and then I'll play with you. Or you need to consider if you need to wait until they're asleep or just figure out limits where whatever, you address it in the way that you need to address it. But being mindful of it is super important because I've had kids, um, I've kind of seen it both ways. I've had the, the conversation with the parents who need to set the limits, and I've had the kids tell me their parents don't hang out with them, they're always on their phones, and they're never paying attention to them. So it's just, it comes from both sides. And then I've had spouses, you know, tell me, well, I never get to, you know, my my husband or my wife is always on their phone. They never hang out with the family, you know, so um, it can be felt by anyone in your home. And so it's just something that you need to be aware of. And just like with everything, your goal is to increase quality in your life. And if your escape is sometimes a mindless escape, that's totally fine. Just understand the limits of how checked out you are and how much time you're allowing yourself to check out and the hard thing about checking out with the device is you're still present like if you were to leave the house to go do something like a hobby and everyone knows you're gone and they can't engage with you but when you're sitting in the living room on your phone you're there but you're not that sometimes creates a different dynamic that you just need to be mindful of but At the end of the day, this whole thing is for you, like what I'm trying, the message I'm trying to get across to you is how does it serve you to be plugged into your device? And if it doesn't, what are you going to do about it? Do you need to be the kind of person that sets limits on your phone where you go into the app and you create an actual time limit so that the phone is prompting you? Because most people aren't good at um, kind of following that externally because, again, the point of social media, it is created in a way that sucks you in and you are not aware of the time that is passing by. So sometimes we need these external reminders to help us be more present and help us not get pulled into that. Um, But for you, it all also comes not just down to time, but quality. And if you are the kind of person that notices that you're impacted emotionally by the things that you see on the internet, then it's really important for you to, to consider what you need to change. I have people that um, get really sucked into discussions online, like on Twitter mostly, and they get into these you know wars or debates with people that they don't know. And they think it's funny. They're doing it. They're like, oh, I just like to mess around with people. But then they actually get like legitimately annoyed by the comments that they see online to the point where it makes them mad, or it makes them sad, or it just completely alters their mood. And in my perspective, I, I'm a, I'm a little harsher on that. I don't have a whole lot of sympathy for that. If you're trying, if you're choosing to engage with someone online and talk to someone online about a either a topic that is um, a kind of a debate or there's some conflict around it, then you're putting yourself in that place. So if you walk away with a kind of a dumpy mood afterwards, that is 100% on you. That's your responsibility. And then if you do that and then you walk away and you go back and engage with your family and you're in a grumpy mood, that's not fair to your family. You need to learn how to disengage from certain things that make you mad. And I mean just generally speaking, I don't really understand the point of arguing with people we don't know. So getting online and having a debate with some random person behind a keyboard isn't really something that I encourage. I think it's pointless and I think it's just um, encouraging uh, just yucky moods and conflict or just the ability to poke at people. Um, And that's not necessary. I think if less people did that, then we would have happier internet um that's my little piece of opinion there for you um but generally i think you have to be aware of what you do and how it annoys you or how it bothers you or how it triggers you and then do what you can to change it because look at it from the other perspective there are people who will watch certain shows or read certain things that are very um hurtful, like sad stories or, you know, watching the news of where all the focus is something so negative and just, just the the sadness that exists in the news. You might be the kind of person that needs to do less of that. You know, you have to know your limits. There's a lot of empowerment that comes with choosing what to engage with online and you have to decide are the things that you're choosing to invest your time in and the things you're choosing to engage in online, are they good uses of your, of your time and are they, good, are they good for you? The same way that you wouldn't just sit and eat chocolate all day long, even though it's really good, like you know you can't. You have to set limits to how much sugar you have or whatever. It's the same with online consumption. It is always there available at your fingertips 24-7 if you choose to engage in it. If you have a hard time sleeping and out of habit you pick up your phone and start looking at your, you know, Facebook or Instagram or whatever, well you're just perpetuating unhealthy sleep habits, right? You have to set limits and say, well even if I can't sleep, I'm going to pick up a book instead of my phone or I'm going to just listen to music, whatever, but you have to figure out where to draw the line with the autopilot of picking up your phone and going to whatever your apps are, and they might not necessarily be social media. They could be other things. I don't know what people do online, games. um But a lot of kind of what pulls people in is some kind of social media that in, in includes other people posting stuff and us kind of reading or, or viewing that stuff. It's just it's just the most common thing right now. Um, and then going back to what I was saying at the beginning, that heavily. That behavior heavily impacts children when they're the ones engaging in it, too. So, again, I'm putting a presentation together for my son's school, for the parents, because parent education, I think, is important, is very important in that. Because most parents, I don't say most parents, I don't know that. Many, many parents, in my experience, are unaware of the things that their kids are doing online And so um, it can turn into a very serious problem, uh, both mental health and safety, um, physical safety. So I am going to wrap up here. I do want you to really think about your online behavior. Is it good for you? Is it not good for you? Are there things that you can do to take better care of yourself? And are there limits that you can set so that you are not wasting time? Because we all talk, as a society, we always talk about how fast life passes, oh my gosh, I can't believe it's already April, where did the year go? But, and that's right, true for generations, it always is, time just flies by, but we are a very fast-paced society, and so much of our time is spent online, and that is true now more than ever, after COVID, so much of our world has been transferred to digital, virtual life, and so don't miss out on the things in front of your face in real life, Because you're so busy consumed with your virtual, excuse me, your virtual life. Um, If you feel called out by it, then you need to look at that and you need to do something about it. I am a constant work in progress. I'm constantly working on ways to be more present and to be less sucked into the autopilot. If you just walk into a room that has maybe people just kind of waiting around like a doctor's office or a restaurant, just take a minute and notice. How many of those people are on their phones? We all do it, but it's good to notice it. It's good to just take, make intentional decisions to notice how, as a society, how plugged in we are all the time and how that takes away from human relationship and human interaction. And that is something that I want to challenge you. Don't be those people that can sit across from each other at a table at a restaurant and spend your entire time on your phone not talking to each other you want to look at your phone from time to time, you got something to check or something to show each other, that's fine. But don't be the people that cannot share space with other humans and interact with those humans because you're so busy being in your phone. And that's something, if you look at any kids, that is so common in teenagers. They're, in, they're hanging out, but they're on their phones. So I said I was going to stop. I'll stop. So I hope this gives you something to think about, and then I will see you next time. All right, thanks. Bye.